Hi, my name is Steve Thomas, lead pastor of the First Baptist Church of Delray Beach. Welcome to our podcast. We hope that you're encouraged as together we open God's word and consider how it applies to our lives. So let's get to God's word. What has this crisis revealed in you? I mean, have you found yourself effectively busy, able to handle everything that needs to be done? Um, Are you relaxed? Are you manic? Do you feel like this is a constant state of emergency? Are you constantly watching the news and social media to see what's happening, uh, not really able to relax, not really able to find peace? You see, there should be a sense of spiritual peace available even in these days. And that's what I want to talk to you about in this coming season of ministry. I loved what Marco Rubio said, the senator from Florida, uh, yesterday on a call to pastors. Um, He said this, he said, this crisis reminds us that there are things that we cannot control. And isn't that the big issue here? The reality is in, in America, we live in a world where Things seem pretty safe. We do have our enemies, but we have the greatest military in the world. Our economy has been strong. Um, People's jobs feel secure as the unemployment rate is at really historic lows. There's a sense that we are safe. But when we think about the coronavirus, we realize that there are a lot of things that are out of our control. And it's very unsettling to feel like we don't have control over what's coming next and what the news is going to be tomorrow. How long will this last? But I want to encourage you today with this. My dad used to say, he said, there's always opportunity in crisis. And you may think, well, Steve, that that sounds kind of uncaring and cavalier. No, It's not that we're in any way happy this is happening. We're very sad this is happening. This is a grieving process. But there's something that needs to be accomplished even in the midst of crisis. There is an opportunity in the midst of crisis. See, our opportunity is this. The crisis reveals our foundation. Get that. The crisis reveals our foundation. It reveals what we're built on. I'm going to be covering the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, 6, and 7. If you're unfamiliar with the Bible, Matthew is the first gospel account of Jesus that's in the Bible. And um, in chapters 5, 6, and 7, Matthew really lays out a radical new way to live as Jesus teaches this long teaching and he describes what it means to live the life of Jesus, what that looks like. It it really changes the whole paradigm of Jesus. And so as we look at this, we're going to see some amazing things. And just keep in mind that this is going to be radically different from what people are used to seeing and understanding. He talks about building a life on the rock, and he teaches on things like humility. And know this, that really before Jesus, humility was never really viewed as a positive thing. It's interesting, we see that today as a virtue. He's going to talk about humility, uh, being a blessing to the world, 
obedience, anger, lust, marriage, oaths, retaliation, loving our enemies, giving to the needy, prayer, fasting, building treasure in heaven, anxiety, judging others. And he also gives three warnings of what happens when we refuse to embrace his teaching. And that's something that's so important for us to understand. There are things that happen as a result of us not doing what Jesus says that we need to stand up and take notice of. You see, when we reject the teachings of Jesus, we reject Jesus. You can't cut them apart and pick and choose. When we reject the teaching of Jesus, we reject Jesus. And as we're going to see in this passage today, we choose to build our lives on the sand rather than on the rock. During the coming days, over the next several weeks, I would encourage you to read these chapters, Matthew 5, 6, and 7, if not daily, at least a couple of times a week, and see how your life lines up with Jesus' key teachings in these chapters. It's amazing what God may reveal as you do that. And it's also, you're going to start to have a sense of confidence and peace in Jesus that you probably didn't have before. Well, we're going to start at the end of the teaching because I want us to see really in context why these teachings matter. Because if you just kind of read through them, you may go, you know what, that sounds really good, but I don't know if it's really important. Well, when you look at the, the ending, which is a very Hebrew thing to do, is let's look at the ending before we tell the beginning. Let's, let's look at, at what it says in the end before we look at all the, all the teachings. This is something Julie likes to do. She always wants to know the end of the story uh, before we begin. And sometimes we'll, we'll guess the end of the movie before we, we get to the end of the movie so that we can kind of be prepared. Um, but in this context, in the book of Matthew, in this Sermon on the Mount, it's important to know why Jesus is teaching. And so that's what we're going to talk about today in Matthew chapter 7, beginning in verse 24. Matthew chapter 7, beginning in verse 24. I'm going to read the entire passage, and then we're going to walk through it. Matthew, 24, Matthew 7, 24 through 27. God's Word says this. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. So what is he talking about here? See, scripturally... There, and this is a common thing Jesus does in Matthew, is it's one or the other. It's really interesting to see that. It's not like you can kind of build your house on the rock or kind of build your house on the sand. It's, it's one or the other. It's, it's, a, it's two choices. And Jesus is talking about a house as a metaphor for life. When you think of a house today, we might think of something, maybe some of you, like us, we've lived in four or five different houses in our marriage in 33 years. 
But in Palestine, in the land of Israel in those days, your house was something you didn't buy and sell. It was historic. It was ancestral in many ways. It was something that stayed with the family. And the house was really represented, it really represented your entire family because you lived in a house uh, multi-generationally. So you would live in the same house as your parents and your grandparents and your children. Um, and you would stay in that house. You wouldn't like go move to the next neighborhood and say, hey, I want a different house. That's not something that you did. So they would build a house and it really represented your family. In some ways, you were your house. It's like saying, I'm of the house of Thomas, or I'm of the house of Davis, or the house of Aguilar. Uh, you are, this is, your, this is what, what your family is all about, is kind of exemplified or illustrated by your house. And so that's a really important thing to understand. When they would say, Jesus would talk about your house, he means your life. He means who you are. He means your identity. And he's talking about two different kinds of houses. Um, he says, if you hear these words of mine and you do them, you're like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Now, think with me just for a moment of the rock. You see, the rock in Scripture was something that was what? It was solid. It didn't change. No matter what the weather, no matter what the, the enemy situation was, the rock was solid. It didn't change. The rock was also where you went for shelter, especially when an enemy would come. You see this all throughout Psalms. David saying, I, you hide me uh, in the rock. I found my, uh, my, my sanctuary in the rock. And it's, it's, a, it's a sense of strength. It's a, it's a sense of security. And that's what we're talking about here. He says, everyone who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a man who built his house on the rock. So here's what he's saying. When you build your house on the rock, it stands in the midst of a massive flood. And that's something we have, to, we have to get our hands on. Because in those days, this is a semi-arid climate. And so it didn't rain a lot. But there were times when it would rain so much that the ground would not be able to absorb it. And the, the villages would flood. And the water would come rushing through. And it would wipe out anything in its way that really wasn't well built. So that's what Jesus is saying. He says, when you hear my teachings and you do them, you are building your life on the rock. You're building it in, on something extremely solid and reliable because there is going to be a flood. There is going to be a crisis. It's going to happen. Now, here in our region, uh, with all the hurricanes that we've had, people build their houses and there's codes that you have to build your house in preparation for a major hurricane. You can't get your permit approved if you don't do that. So houses are built expecting there to be a hurricane, which is wise. We don't know when the hurricane's going to come. It may not come for many, many years. We only know 
that in the, the, expected, the life expectancy of that house, that a hurricane will come. The question is, are we going to be ready? So Jesus says, build your life by doing the things that I am telling you on the rock. Because the flood will come. The crisis will absolutely come. And he says the beautiful thing about this is that the house stood in the midst of the crisis. The flood came, tried to wash it away, but the house stood solid. Doesn't mean that it didn't have a crisis, it did. Doesn't mean that the, the owners didn't need to prepare for it, they did. Didn't, didn't mean they, they, they could ignore the, the flood, they couldn't. But it does mean that the house stood strong. Isn't that our desire today in the midst of this crisis? That we can stand strong even though there is a tremendous crisis around us. And that's our desire. That's what we want to do. But there's a different kind of house as well. There's another kind of house. And he says this in verse 26. He says, And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. It seems ridiculous to us to build your house on the sand here in Florida, doesn't it? I mean, it kind of sounds like if you were to go down to the beach today and go just about right at the high tide mark and try to build something. We all know what happens. Eventually, you're going to get wiped out. Eventually, the, the house, the sandcastle, whatever it is you built, is not going to stand. It's a little more permanent than that to build your house on sand. But there's really just only a question of time. You see, when you build your house on sand rather than the rock, it can look really good. Right? Things can look just fine initially. And for some time, sand... I mean, it works. You can level it out really nice. You can build your house on sand. And initially, it's going to be just fine. Things are going to look okay. And this is a picture of the person who says, you know what? I'm just really going to ignore some of what Jesus said. I'm going to leave out some of those things, or I'm going to adjust them to my lifestyle. I'm going to be who I want to be, and I'm going to be fine. See, there's, there's a problem with that. Because you know intellectually, you know internally, you know at the depth of your heart that you're rejecting some of Jesus. And what Jesus is saying is when you do that, you're building your house on sand. And it looks good from the outside. Unless someone saw that house be built, they would probably think it's fine. That's a good house. There's nothing wrong with that house. But then the crisis comes, doesn't it? And when the crisis comes, the foundation is revealed. When the storm comes and the flood rushes through the streets and it comes up against the foundation of this house and it begins to, to start to tear away at the sand that's underneath the house, the house begins to fall. And that's what a crisis does. It reveals the foundation. Your life could have been going along just fine until a couple of weeks ago. You might have been happy, satisfied, at peace. 
Then the virus happens, and suddenly you're, you're reaching. You're trying to figure out, what am I going to do? What's, what's next? How am I going to respond to this? And you do need to respond, but you can't find that spiritual peace on the inside. You, you just can't get there. Because everything that you counted on is now in doubt. Stock market's a mess. Employment, unemployment rates are going to skyrocket, very most likely. Uh, it's going to be a very tough time. It is a tough time. But let me ask you, can you be at peace in that? Is Jesus your God? Are all these things that are falling apart, were they your gods? Finances? jobs, even entertainment things like sports that, that were kind of keeping you kind of uh, medicated, if you will, that we enjoy, that are good things. Or is Jesus the one that you find your confidence in? Is Jesus the one where you find your hope and where you find your peace? You might say, well, Steve, I, I don't get this because how can these things be connected? You talked about um, humility. How is humility connected to peace? Those things are two different realms. Uh, how, can, how can that be affected uh, by this crisis? I don't, I don't understand. Here, here's why. See, the beautiful thing about Scripture, about God's Word, is it connects things that our intuition cannot. So we wouldn't think that if we are disobedient to God in the area of lust, for example, that, that we wouldn't be able to stand in a storm. But the reality is, when we don't embrace Jesus' teaching, we start to lose what we call in spiritual circles, what we call assurance. We start to wonder, is, is he still love me even though I've decided to kind of walk away from him in these areas? We start to wonder about that. When we reject his teaching, we lose our confidence. We lose a sense that everything's going to be okay. The other thing that happens a lot when we start talking in these terms is uh, we think, well, you know, I've already messed up in one of these areas. You talked about marriage. I've already got a divorce or I've got a problem in my marriage. I, what, what happens to me then? I, listen, the beautiful thing about this teaching is Jesus starts it all off, and we'll talk about this next week, defining what it means and what the attitudes are when you're a follower of Jesus. And it really starts with being poor in spirit and having a sense of mourning over sin. You see, the beautiful thing about Jesus is he's ready to embrace you if you will embrace him. He's ready to forgive you. That We live in this era of grace where we can come to Jesus and go, man, I, I was wrong about that. I shouldn't have had that anger and rage in my life. I, I don't want to be a lustful person. I don't want to be an anxious person, Jesus. I, I want to embrace you as you're my rock. You're the one I have confidence in. You know, he is just waiting for that to happen. You just simply have to turn to him. Jesus, I want to embrace your teaching. I want to, I want to agree with you, Jesus. That's what this teaching is all about. You know, sometimes people will say, you know what, I, I, there's just part of it I can't get to. I just want you to understand, to, to say that you can't really receive his teaching completely is to like build a house that's partially on sand and on rock, and that doesn't work either, because it's going to collapse as well. 
the great news about this is during these days, we need to embrace all of Jesus. To change our lives to be like his. You go, how do I do that? Well, you start by pouring his word into your life. And laying your life down next to his teaching. And seeing where there needs to be some adjustments made. You will begin to have a sense of his peace as you embrace his lifestyle. This crisis reveals where we're at spiritually. It reveals the foundation that we have. Building your life on Jesus is what causes you to stand in these times. These are difficult days, but there should be an underlying peace that I know that one day I'm going to stand before Jesus. And even if this virus takes my life, my house will not fall when I stand before Jesus. Rather, I'll stand before him and he'll say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. He'll welcome me into his kingdom. That's what my goal is. That's what I want to do. And as long as in my life I'm saying, Jesus, I don't like this about you. I don't like that teaching about you. We're never going to have confidence in that day. I want to encourage you today. This is an opportunity. Consider your foundation. Build your life on the rock of the teachings of Jesus. I want to pray with you, and then we're going to worship. So would you bow with me? Heavenly Father, we admit that we like to kind of tweak your teaching. And we kind of like to ignore some things and really emphasize other things. Lord, would you help us as a people embrace all of you and let you transform our lives so that they can be built on your rock. Lord, we're so grateful for your scripture and we're so grateful for your spirit that uh, lives in each one who has received the gift of salvation through prayer and, and repentance. Lord, I pray for anyone listening and watching today who would say, you know what, I don't think I've ever received that, Lord. God, I pray that they would right now say to you, Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I know I can never be good enough on my own. I want to embrace you completely. You are God, I am not. Would you forgive me of my sin? Send your spirit into my life, and I will allow your spirit to live through me. Oh God, bless our people during this time. Encourage them to live their lives, build their lives on the solid foundation of your rock. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thanks for joining us today. If this message spoke to you, consider sharing it with a friend or on social media. Just tag us at First Baptist Del Rey. If you'd like to support this ministry, go to fbcdelray.com. Hope to see you again next time. God bless.